Alrighty. Hey guys, happy Halloween. This is either going to be released on tonight, which is the 30th or tomorrow, which is of course Halloween. Um, I am Sky once again, and um, I'm here with my dad who is uh, one of the spooky writers and such, and he has written a whole gaggle of books. Um, he's written horror books, historical fiction, um, he's, you know, I mean, it's crazy because he's only 35 years old. I don't, oh, know, yeah. how, I don't know how he's done it. Like, right. it's crazy. Right. Just kidding. I'm 31. Appreciate um, that. actually he just turned 71, um, which <laughs> I prefer, I prefer 30. Okay. I'm very much. Okay. No, I don't, I don't care. This is fine. <laughs> it's whatever, fine. Whatever. Anyway, this is my dad. I'm an only child. So my parents love me more than most parents. Are you sure love... you're an only child? I don't going. know. Well, I will say, so to, to segue this in, um, when I was a little girl, I had like a very vivid imagination. Um, thanks to my dad, who is this master storyteller. And he's going to, he's going to later be like, remember when you said that you were, a, that I, you said that I was a master storyteller. Um, I said that? No, no, I'm saying that. But I, when I was little, I, about when I was little, I used to have these dreams that I, had a sister that lived in the walls there you are. but she was like a monster you're not an only child and it was so scary because we had a secret passage passage in the house that i grew up in and my dad would always be like like he would care there's here's a lantern he'd be like want to go to the haunted the haunted passageway and i'd be like absolutely not dad so anyway those were the those were the good old days but since the spooky season i was like let's have my dad on here you know um I mean, because he's spooky AF. Um, I don't even think he knows what that means. But anyway, um, I do know what that means. <laughs> okay, good, yes, good, good. I do. So just just going into it, uh, what is your favorite thing about fall? Do you think about fall? Fall. Well, it has to be Halloween. Well, yeah. It has to be. It my has to most be. favorite thing about fall has got to be Halloween and all the fun and all the decorations and. All the stuff that we do and we have and that we get the owl that we play with, you know, <laughs> all the good stuff that we have. So yes. Do you think what is your earliest childhood memory of Halloween? Of Halloween, um, I th I think it was going uh, and and picking out a costume, and I think it was like a Batman costume, as a matter of fact. How cool! It was it was you know the mask and, mm -hmm. and the whole costume and the cape and everything, and so uh, that was my. Yeah, that was my first. I was talking to my friend Katie and Justin, and I'm sure listeners and viewers remember this growing up, especially if you grew up in the like anywhere from like the 90s and before the 90s. But I feel like at general stores and like hardware stores, they had costumes, right? And they had collections of things. And I, um, there, there's a move. Well, in Halloween four, um, there's this whole segment where there's a Halloween Halloween stuff at like a hardware store. It just really brings you back to that like nostalgic feeling of just sure. like, just like pure sure. happiness, pure like joy of, of trick or treating and dressing up and just the whole. Do you remember trick or treating? Well, I have to say that uh, I do remember trick or treating for sure. But you know, I had my little bag and everything. But um, you know, Halloween was big when I was a kid. Then it kind of it kind of faded a bit mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Halloween faded a bit, and now it's bigger than ever. Right. I mean, you know, uh, I was just up in Schenectady, New York, and you know they're decorating up there just as they do here. Right. And this is this is a big deal to be able to decorate to decorate for Halloween, just like you right. decorate for Christmas. There it's a go. very big deal. Right. But anyway, I, you know, it, it was big when I was a kid. It kind of faded, and now it's back again, uh, bigger than ever. Bigger than ever. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, do you like candy corn? That is a very big question. Uh, I, I always get, I do like candy corn, I, uh, but I always get um, Reese's cups to give away. Yes. And I wind up, I wind up eating yes. them all myself. But, so yeah. I have, I have this coworker who she's probably, she's, well, she won't tell me her age. So um, we'll just say she's 65, but um, she, she like always like gets the candy in the candy like bowl. And every day I have like four pieces of candy. And the last time I was in there, I was like, look, you're making me open the, you're making me open the wrapper. And I was like shoved oh, in yeah. my mouth. She was like, I made you do that. And I was like, totally, 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 totally. Um, what is the first movie you remember that totally scared you as a kid? Oh, it had to be Invaders from Mars, Ooh. which is, I think, I, I think you've seen that. I and think I have. Yeah. With the 19. X's on the net. Yeah. It's from 19. I think I want to say 54. 55 maybe in there but anyway that is really scary because the idea is you can't trust your mother and father you can't trust anybody you know because the mother and father oh man <laughs> <laughs> you're jumping ahead a bit but, but um you know you know and, and the boy uh would see even the policeman who was investigating the disappearances walks out into the mm. sand the sand hill and whatever, for whatever reason, it's like a sand mountain, sand mount, mountain sand. And he goes out there and suddenly the swirling thing opens under his feet and the boy watches this happen. And, and the, uh, the, the police officer sheriff or whatever goes down into the sand. Of course, nobody believes him. Right. You know? And then when the sheriff comes back, he's got the X in the, in the back of his neck and he's got that uh, look, you know, and then he's, and then he's directing other people back right. to the, back to the sand to be sucked down and underneath there is all, you know, all the aliens. But the really creepy thing is the alien head in the bowl, the glass bowl. Remember that? I think Remember I remember that. The glass bowl? It's just the head and it just, it just looks around like, you know, that. I don't think it ever really speaks. Ew. It's t uh, uh, telepathy, you know. Telepathy. It, oh, telepathy. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was a scary, scary, scary movie. Ew. And um, I remember you telling me this when I was little um, about the, what was it called? The the werewolf movie with, um, that you you went to the theater to see it. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was Curse of the Werewolf. The Curse of the Werewolf, because the werewolf was blonde. Oh, you look great. Which is Oliver, crazy. Reed, Oliver Reed played. <laughs> right. The Oliver Reed was a, um, uh, a very uh, wild guy anyway, mm -hmm. you know wild guy and they gave him this role and he just was you know he oliver reed was like um he was like a force just about to burst out Ooh, you know yes. just, a, just a wild force mm -hmm. anyway beautiful makeup for the uh for the werewolf um blonde werewolf but it was i'm sorry it wasn't a very good movie you know but the beginning movie. scared you as a yeah, kid yeah the beginning scared me i ran out of the theater mm -mm. i should not say that i should probably shouldn't have said that but that that just you know just well, so when I was a kid, I was scared of literally everything. Like I remember there was this terrifying <laughs> show called Grandpa's Magical Toys that I used to watch oh when I was gosh. little. And there was this segment and and there's this segment in it of this woman who was dressed as a giant beaver, I guess. Beaver, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. And I would have to like leave the room. But also my dad told me stories. Well, like, well that's oh. that's well no, that's that's to the <laughs> The song, the sound, the song of Hambone. 
Pam Bone. Pam Bone. That's what her name was. And and uh, yeah, I think that's on YouTube. I'm sure it is. So sure so it is. so he got scared when the camera. It like it, went it, into it, her. It went, went into these her, huge teeth. She had huge teeth, and it went right into there. But you had a problem with teeth anyway. I had you? a problem with teeth. Anything with teeth, <laughs> sharp teeth or big teeth, you had a problem with, right? Exactly. Yes. That's, why, why was that? Why think? was that? I don't know. I, don't know. I just I don't. don't I don't like because I remember we had this family friend, and I remember there was this home video, and the home video like zoomed in on his mouth and that used to like cause me to have oh, like really? oh yes you're right you're right i remember psychotic that. issues i remember that you're right <laughs> but um growing up when i was little like i was super imaginative because i had my father with me at all times and at night he'd be like he'd, he'd have a <laughs> cup of coffee and he always he always smoked a pipe like i'm not kidding this is like stereotypical like writer writer oh, yeah. dad you oh, know yeah. and look, um and, and with I'll, his lantern he's like i'd come in there and i'd go <laughs> have good dreams yes Dear daughter, yes. right? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. he would come in, and I'll never, I'll never forget some never of the forget. stories. We uh, we had a uh, wedding shower, like come to come to the house, and so my dad took me to this Italian restaurant beforehand, and he seriously just just gets a serious look on his face, and he. St I can remember all this stuff as well as you do. Um, <laughs> I have a very good memory, and he imagination, imagination, keep uh, going. So we're sitting down and I remember, I remember, you know, and my eyes are just like getting bigger and bigger as the story goes on. But he says, Sky, there's this, there's this situation. He tells me there's a, there's a, there's a black and white movie called The Bat. And it is, oh, and, yeah. and I've, I've never seen it, but it's literally <laughs> apparently terrifying. It has to do with a party. Isn't there a party and a detective? And there's a detective, yeah. People yeah, get killed or something at the party. And he looks at me and I'm like probably eight or nine. And oh. he goes, and you never know. Tonight. Damn the night. <laughs> and uh Damn the yeah night. Mm -hmm. that that's a, a film with uh uh also for the 50s with vincent price but the the really scary bat is a silent version oh, from gee. like 1920 something that's terrifying terrifying that's terrifying that whole thing is pretty scary but anyway. Ooh, black and white movies are absolutely so scary because they have the because i feel like what we lose now in today's yeah. horror movies is like we don't have like lighting is really key oh yeah think, well in it's, a lot it's, of ways. A, it's a grainy kind of gritty um experience with the black and white and for whatever reason of course i grew up you know with black and white right movies right. at the drive-in right right so so that that uh but you know black and white what is the deal with black and white movies i don't know i don't, I don't know. know exactly but there's a I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like some people don't like black and white movies, but I think a lot of people don't. I think growing up, like I, I was able to. It's like I was so imaginative that I was a, right. able to imagine color. So like there was, there's a movie called mm. The Secret Garden that came out, I guess in the fifties or sixties, oh, yeah. yeah. and the whole movie is black and white until she, op well, plot twist, she opens the door to the garden and it's suddenly the whole movie is in color. And I just remember kind of being like, this is amazing, but also like, is the whole movie not in right, color? <laughs> right, right. Are you sure you weren't imagining that when I, you saw the, co maybe, saw the color? <laughs> maybe so. I mean, I did have asthma, so maybe my oxygen oh my wasn't that great. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, do you like what? Well, first of all, my dad grew up in this house. It's now a wedding. It's a wedding. It's a wedding venue. It's called Gabrella Manor. Right. Um, very historic looking, very right. like that Spanish style. It's beautiful. You can look it up. Their website's amazing. You could Big also house. get married there. Big house. Um, his grandfather built it, which is yep. really cool. Um, but in his house or in his room, it was like a, you know, kind of like a quiet, quaint room. And he had posters on the wall of. 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 What did I have posters? You told me you had iconic horror movies. Oh, oh, those. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed uh, this magazine called Famous Monsters of Filmland, and and um, 
it, it was all, you know, monsters and monster movies and everything. And, and really what I did is I cut the pictures out of the magazines, right. you know, and, and tape them on the wall uh, and all the great monsters. Of course, those, those uh, magazines now on eBay go for, you know, 50, 60, 70. Really? Oh yeah. Crazy. The original ones do. Right. The original ones right. Do. But, um, yeah, that was my little haunted mansion That's there. So cool. I so, had a little round room. Had a little round room, and of course, I worked in there when I was a kid. I, I rode in there, and I had a little balcony outside my window, and I would climb out on my balcony and sit on my balcony and smoke a so, cigar. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I was only twelve. I was only twelve <laughs> years old, but I guess I was smoking cigars at twelve years old. Yes, because I was getting from the grocery from the drugstore. Now, can you confirm when, when or I, deny that um, in the middle of the night you used to get up and cre creep down the stairs and play the organ? Well, I would, I would, since we had no organ, I would probably creep downstairs to play the piano. Okay, close, good enough, close enough. Though I did find a little organ like that in the, in, in, in the closet. In the closet? It was in the closet. It was like a little organ, little uh, organ that you, and, and so the thing is, as you played it, as you played it, it had like a breathing sound. I had like nope. a, shh, shh, like nope. that. Anyway, yeah. So I did that. So what got you started into writing horror novels? Like what was, what was, what was the appeal um, of scary stuff to you? Well, I don't, you know, maybe you're just born to this, but I remember <laughs> my, my grandfather uh, told me stories at night about uh, his growing up and he made, he, he I, I thought it was true, but I made it up a story about a, a haunted house in his neighborhood. Oh wow. And he was so, he really was a good storyteller. And he read to me at night and, and I could visualize what he, and I, I began to visualize his stories. Oh, wow. And, you know, I've always been kind of a solitary type of person. So I didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up because our house was a big and it was on a large piece of land. And we didn't really have, I didn't really have a lot of kids living around me. Right. You know, and, and so I was kind of on my own most of the time and I enjoyed reading. Right. And then I enjoyed writing because I, I remember I would read a, a story, I'd read a, a book or something, and I would, and the first thing I did is I thought, well, I'm going to carry it out another few pages, mm. and I would write another few pages. You know, it was like uh, you know the Adventures of War Rogers or whatever, whatever, whoever, whatever, Flash Gordon or whatever, you know. So uh, these little Whitman books. So then I would write a few pages after the story had ended because. After I read it, when I read a book I really, really enjoyed, I felt sad that it ended. Mm -hmm. I did not want it to end mm -hmm. because I felt mm -hmm. I was le losing the characters, right. leaving the characters. Right. And that's something I always wanted to be able to do. Right. It's right so that the reader got a little sad at the end of the right. book because you're, lo you're leaving those characters right. that you really, really like. Wow. And, uh, and so that, that's, it's, that's come true that I've been able to do that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so the fall of the house of Usher uh, just came out, which is really cool. It's on Netflix. And my dad actually, I guess, was it the eighties or nineties? It was the eighties. The eighties. Yeah. Groundbreaking yeah. <laughs> eighties. He wrote a book called, um, Usher's passing, which is, um, kind of, it's almost, it's not similar in any way, but it is, has that idea of the modern day Usher family. Right. And it really, right. to me, it's one of my favorite books. I read it two years ago and it's like the whole time I'm like, this is not really, this is not this man that would just walk around the house writing. Well, this. well it's about you know, the patriarch of the Usher family is, is dying. Of course, they've got all these, mal these maladies that uh, mm -hmm. evident in the original post story. So he's dying with this malady. And the thing is, uh, of the family who is going to take over the the arms and munitions business that they have built 
so it's a family it's a story of the family and they live uh, and they have a, a big castle you know in the in the uh, up in i guess it's in tennessee i suppose it is yes so so um Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so that I think that worked out pretty well for sure. And it really, like, if you're looking for something for fall or whatever, it really, to me, it captures fall like nothing I've ever read. And I before. wanted it to. That was another thing too. That I wanted to capture the feeling of autumn. You know, right? The the, the early darkness of autumn. Right. You know, and the mountains. Uh, kind of the strangeness of the mountains and the stories of the mountains. The, right. You know, the folklore of the mountains. Right. And, and mountain people. And so, anyway, yeah. It's just really cool. You also, it, it almost gives you that kind of like cold feeling. So you need to wear like a little, a <laughs> oh, yeah, Latin jacket. Wear something, something warm. <laughs> you gotta wear a It's like my dad and I, we, a couple years ago, we went and saw The Revenant. And my dad oh, looks yeah. over at me during the movie my and goes, gosh. I'm cold. How can anybody, you know, really, I can't imagine. <laughs> hey, you know, you're going to go, you're going to go film this this thing for however many months. You're going to be cold every and day. And you might die of hypothermia. You're going to swim in a cold, and it's going to be snowing. You're going to swim in a freezing cold river, you know, okay. Right. I can't wait to make this movie. I feel like the whole time during that movie, I was just like holding myself. I know, like, I know, so that's cool. right. Um, what do you think is one of your favorite horror movies from the last 10 years? The last 10 years? Yes. Um, I don't know. I have to think about that. You know, And I, it's interesting, too, because I feel like with horror fans, like something could come out, a lot of people can like it. The same group of people might not like it. So horror is very, I feel like, Certain people like certain things, so you could like one thing and well, another group's not going to like very it. Very subjective. For sure. Yeah. I have to think about that because, because you know, I've, I've seen a lot. There's a lot I've not seen, <laughs> but I have to think about it. I have to come back to it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So what is, because I know that you've had, and whether you believe in, in this, this is just for fun. This is just a fun, a fun old time. Um, I know you've had some ghost encounters or I some, have, some I supernatural yes, encounters. What? Is one that stands out the most. Uh, one that you. stands out is a uh, uh, early apartment I had uh, that was, I think, was <laughs> I know it was haunted because <laughs> um, it, this area that I lived in in town, um, it, 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 this house had like four apartments. I had the upstairs apartment, and the lights would go out, and I don't mind the dark. I, the dark's fine with me. Right. Oh, good. But whenever the lights would go out there, the, le the electricity would go out. You didn't want to stay there. Mm. You wanted to get out. You know, it was a, it was an oppressive feel. Also, there was an there was a smell there of a rotted smell, almost like rotted meat. And I searched all over that place. I took out, I went in the kitchen. I took out the kitchen cabinets and I cleaned the kitchen and the shelves, cleaned everything, cleaned everything, cleaned, and I could not get rid of that. It was almost like a death smell. Ew. Yeah. So then, so something's weird going on. I would hear bumps and knocks on the walls. And, and this was like a house, was it? It's, that it's had, a house. It's that a had, house. You would walk in and it had yes. different bedrooms yes. in it for yeah. like different apartments. Different apartments. Okay. So, uh, so then uh, I, I'm lying in bed and I'm, I'm coming, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waking up and everything. And suddenly I heard this crash from the kitchen. It sounded like somebody had taken a wheelbarrow full of metal, just mm -mm. metal and just dumped, dumped it over in mm -hmm. the, on the kitchen floor. And I said, stop it. Because I realized I'm talking to something. Right. There's right. something here. Right. And from then on, I never heard anything. Right. That was. But when I was leaving, the landlady and he, the landlady and I didn't get along that well. And and I, I did a dumb thing because she said, as I was leaving the last day, she said, "Well, did you ever hear the ghost?" And I said, "No, I didn't. But I wish now. I, I why didn't I say yes? I did. And please tell me. Right. Please tell me. But also." 
in the in the bed in the uh, the bedroom's closet was a secret room. And you go in, you go in, it was like a dark little room back there that was in the closet. Yes. I mean, it's a weird place. Weird. And, and we, this was maybe like five or six years ago. Um, this is in downtown Birmingham. And my dad and I were driving down downtown Birmingham and we passed this. He was like, that's where I used to live. And the door was like wide open. It was wide open. And you could see the interior of the place. It was all covered with green mold. Almost uh, black mold in there. Absolutely so scary. And didn't you tell? But now it's been, yeah, I drove by there not long ago. And it's been, the place has been uh, torn down. It's been okay. rebuilt. It's now like a garden home. It has, oh, a, nice. has a, oh yeah, has a little driveway in front of it. And I think, you know, if, if, if the, the ghost is probably no longer there because it just feels completely different when you're going right. past. Right. So the spirit or whatever it was, you know, but I've had, I've had some other things. I had a thing up in Florence, Alabama, where I was with a friend of mine and, and I was at his mother's house and uh at late night and everybody's gone to bed and i'm gonna sleep on the on the sofa and so i started hearing knocks on the walls and i thought you know every house is that right right, right. every house has that <clears throat> you know there's a knock on the wall here knock on the wall here so i'm reading you know and suddenly bam right behind my head there was a knock on the wall and i and as i it was like oh and then and i heard a, i heard a woman's laughter and anyway <laughs> i found out from from my friend's mother that the woman who had lived in there had died in a car car accident mm. so there've been a few there've been a few and you know that's so interesting who knows who knows but it's interesting to me now that you're hearing more and more uh people's experience with uh the supernatural this is called the supernatural right. I don't know if that's the right word or not to use right. but let's call it that you know you're hearing more and more and even goldie i think i think uh a couple of celebrities have come out here just recently to to say they've had um experiences you know, yeah. So it's yeah. it's so, so interesting. So it's it. So yeah, it is interesting. It's very. But it's so interesting too because it's like you know, is it really something that we need to be afraid of? You know, in a way, like I mean, what's well, you know, you there know? there are people who have good experiences with these uh, entities mm -hmm. and people who have bad experiences with the entities. And, right. And some are like cruel, and some are kind to the family. Some are protective of the family. Some are are, are uh, mischievous. Who, what are they? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But you know, it gives it, it's, it's a very interesting question of, you know, is, is what we consider death? Is that really the end? Right. Right. You know, is it the end? Because we have here something going on that we'd really don't understand. Right. So right. anyway, that kind of thing keeps me up at night among other things like my three cats. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, have you ever used a, a Ouija board before? I have. Yes, I have. I can't. Does it really uh, move by itself? Yeah, it, it did move by itself. It did move by itself. And this was at uh, the University of Alabama. And we were supposed to get in contact. With, it was a group of people, I think four, four or five people in the room. We were doing the Ouija board. And we we're supposed to try to get in contact with uh, the spirit of a professor whose ghost supposedly roamed the halls of that building. And we're in the basement. It's all dark and everything. And, and a, a friend, because we're, we're doing this for the newspaper, uh, the Crimson White newspaper. And when the photographer had his camera set up, you know, pointing toward, you know, <clears throat> and we tried to get, he said, you know, we're doing this, trying to get that. And suddenly in the middle of the, in the middle of the room, there was a, like an electric, mm. like a gas flame. Right. Oh, yeah. Like a gas flame mm. in the, in the shape of a man's shoulders and head. Mm -mm. I mean, just like that. Jeez. Quick, quick. The cameraman did not catch anything. I'm sure. Right. But we went back to the Ouija board and we said, please come back. Please come back. 
right. come back. And the message was tired. Mm. That's so couldn't, scary. Couldn't come back. Tired. Y'all, I didn't sleep till I was 10 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> So also we, um, um, my dad and I have been big fans of like really old scary movies. We watched um, a couple of years ago, we watched the original A Haunting of Hill House, which oh, is yeah. an amazing movie. Yeah, and amazing. as we're watching it, um, I think the date was like October 28th and we were actually watching it on October 28th. But that, that's a movie like, I feel like movies nowadays, they show too much. That that's a great movie. I mean, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't show a lot, but what it shows is enough. Uh, what it know? shows is enough. And also, you get the feeling that the house is a character in the yes. movie. Yes, yeah. Because the house is so, so, so frightening, but he had it so fascinating. Right. You know, with all the nooks and crannies, the different rooms, and all the all the statues and the artwork. So you think, you know, this is a fascinating house. I don't want to go there, but I might like to go there. Right. I might like, you know, I might like to just walk through. Right. So it's, it's almost like a character. Anyway, the book right. by Shirley Jackson is fantastic also. It's terrifying. It's the whole, like, the whole concept of whatever walk there walked alone. Yes, yes. That I is, like, one of the scariest, right. like, beginnings of a book right. oh, that I've yes. ever read. Oh, it's yes. just like, oh, my oh my gosh, right. like, it's shaking. Very good. Um, well, I was going to ask, um, what is your favorite urban legend, do you think? My favorite urban urban legend? Urban legend. Uh <laughs> I, I guess it's the one where, and this was the big deal when I was in high school, you know, where you had the the uh, the, the cemetery where, you know, uh, you went to park with your girlfriend, you know, and then make out with your girlfriend, you know, and then you heard the, you heard the scratching on the, you know, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you know this, yeah. you know, the scratching on the, the, right, of the hook, yeah, the hook, right, <laughs> you heard the scratching, you know, and you already, you already heard, heard this for you. Hey, be careful when you go out to the cemetery because you know that 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 hook hand murder killer is on the loose. You know he's already <laughs> yeah he's already killed three more people. So be careful when you go out there. So you know you're out there and there you go. Know, it's, it's of course it's around Halloween, right? Right. Got to be around. I mean, it has to be. It has to be around Halloween. So you're there, you know, and then you hear this creeping, you know, this scratching on the on the car Ew. on the top of the car, and the guy wants to get out, and the girl says, "Don't, don't get out." Don't get, don't get out of the car. I'll be right back. Yeah, you know, so he doesn't get out, but then they hear this, this scraping, scratching, and then he just floors it, you know, floors it, drives it, and then later, of course, when they stop, they get a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, he sees the hook. Not sponsored. The, the hook, the, the, Product placement. The, no, the hook, the hook is hanging from, from you know, the, the, the door handle. Oh, right? of course. The Naturally. Hook, the hook hand is hanging from the door Naturally. handle. Naturally. That's my favorite. Well, the one that really irks me, I think I don't think about this as often as I used to, is the high beams one. So it's where the girl is, she's just left her, she's left some building or school or something. And as she's driving, there's a truck following her. And he, and he like turns the high beams on. Oh, yeah. And she's like trying to get away, trying to drive home. The high yeah. beams keep coming on, keep going on. She finally gets yeah. home, runs out. Her dad's in the driveway. She's like, oh my gosh, this guy's following me. And the guy gets out of the truck and he goes, ma'am, there's a man in the back of your car oh, with a knife yeah, and, and bye. And so you really start That's to think scary. like I've seen a scary movie or I've been like into like a dark road. Cause in Alabama, there's a lot of dark, there are a lot rickety of dark roads. roads. And right. you look, sometimes you have to look behind you to make sure nobody like hopped in at the gas station or something. That's a scary one. Oh really? yeah, I don't like that, that at is all. Creepy. Yeah, there's a, there's actually a movie from the '90s called Urban Legends. Yeah, um, which it, it talks about that, but it's this it's this is girls that she's at a gas station, 
And the guy, the gas station attendant comes out and he's like so scared that he like is stuttering and he like can't mm-hmm. speak. He's so yeah. scared. And then what, and finally when she drives away, he screams, he's in the back of the oh car. God. It's so That's scary. scary. It's so well, you know, scary. And then there's the thing also that's scary also, you know, not <laughs> when you keep getting the phone call. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. Call, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm coming yeah. after you this, that, and the other. Awful. And then, you know, you, have you, you checked the children? Yeah. 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 You know, you, then you trace, you trace you. the call that's coming from upstairs. That's scary too. Well, uh, my friend Justin, who's been on here before, he, um, when I went out to LA, he was like, Sky, we are going to watch the scariest movie you've ever seen. And I was like, I'm here for it. So we watched, um, it's, it's when a stranger calls back and it is, it is by far the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's got the the girl who's in popcorn is in it. She's super cool. But it starts out like the opening scene is like life-changingly scary. It starts out with this girl she's babysitting the kids and she gets a knock at the door. And so it's, it's a, she gets phone calls, but also a knock at the door. And later on, you find out that this man was in the house. He could just throw his voice because oh, he really? was a, he was like, a, and he like can paint himself to look like the oh, wall. Oh, it, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, it's, it's horrific. That's scary. It is like the scariest yeah. movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I'm still like, and you know, That's weird. and I think really? Justin came out and like tried to like mess with me afterwards. Oh, and I was like, absolutely gosh. not. Well, well, I, I can I can think of the of the movie that oh, I awesome. like, and and it's it's one that we watched together. Okay, it's the Hell House series. Hell House, I yes. love those. Yes. Those are so good. so good. I can't wait for the next. I can't the, wait. The, the, the series. Next There's gonna be a series. Oh, I there think. is. Yes. I love those I because think. you know what? They're I terrifying. Like when you don't, you've never really seen the actors or actresses before. Right. You know, so right. you're really you're really. really into it because you, right. you've not seen them before and you really think these are the people right but that whole i love that whole idea of the of the the house and you know and, and then it was the uh it was the halloween haunted house right that actually was a horrible horrible place right <laughs> i really those are fun right really good and you really know good. that that place is haunted or there's something wrong when there's a bunch of bibles in the basement just just that's a dead that, 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 that and a bunch of weird looking uh, clown figures on the ground on, sitting on the floor in the basement yes who look at you that's yes. not a good thing yes when, when you go into the basement to see <laughs> clowns it's not clown good. three or four clowns sitting it's on not good. Not good. one of my uh one of my friends we saw this last year for the first time and after we saw it, she was like, I think we can watch the other ones next year. Oh, yeah. But we're, we're watching it. And uh, and she, when we watch movies together, she'll like cover her mouth and she'll go, ew, ew. And she goes, ew, Sky. And so she was like, thanks to that movie, I had to sleep with the, oh. with the door open. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so scary. No, um, and I remember, I don't know, I haven't told this story on here. Um, but when I was a little girl, I was terrified of Bloody Mary. I heard this urban legend when I was, I was probably six or seven. And it's the idea of you turn the lights off, you shut your eyes, you say her name. I'm not even going to say it because I'm still scared, but um, you say it and you're supposed you to look at it three times, three times. And then you turn around, you spin around, you spin around and you mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have vertigo, so I can't do it. Not really. But then you open your eyes and she's supposed to be like looking at you in the mirror, in the mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think about this like a lot. Well, I don't think about it a lot, but my first grade teacher, my mom called the school because my mom was like, Sky can't sleep, which is not a, a normal thing. But I remember my first grade teacher made us all do it. Oh, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. But we didn't do it with a mirror. We did just like stand up in class and like spin around and do it. And say what? And, and, and say Bloody Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. The teacher did it? Was, yeah, it was Miss Cochran. Yeah. That's kind of weird. It was also the 90s. So we got to look at the Has anybody ever done that online? 
had to do in the mirror and, and spun around and around. And Ew, said, I don't so know. Do, you should do that. I'm not doing that. You should do. You'll be the first to do it online. Special uh, event is about to happen in a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna do Bloody Mary. No, you are. Oh, I'm not. not me, not. Don't say Heck we. No. Don't say we. You Heck are. no. I can't. There's a. Uh, there's. Well, he's kind of like a. Dif uh, he's like a infamous YouTuber now. So he's like kind of. He kind of got in trouble or whatever a couple of years ago. But he and his friends used to go on ghost hunts, and they went to like the Queen Mary. Oh, yeah. They went to this. I think they went to the Stanley Hotel. But they they did every single like urban legend game you could ever think of. Like okay. one involved okay. like a bathtub or whatever, like you dunk your head in or whatever. And nothing ever happened, but they just always would laugh until they like cried. And so you were laughing and crying. But then they would they would do like the ghost cam so their eyes were always oh, yeah. like sure. freaking out. Like so much fun. You remember when we went to went to New York, went to uh the Algonquin Hotel? Yes. Did you I know the Algonquin Hotel is one of the supposedly one of the most haunted hotels in the country? No. Yes. That's yes. crazy. It's uh and particularly uh well uh, the ghost of the spirit of Dorothy Parker, who was one of the okay. Algonquin Roundtable. Yeah. And and they only recently uh in, took her ashes and buried her ashes with her family plot oh, with her family somewhere. Right. And they say this, that some, not all, of the strange sightings and noises and stuff at the uh, Algonquin Hotel have gone away because she's been reunited in, 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 in the grave with her family. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was telling my mom last night, because um, you know where Johnny lives in, in South Carolina, in Georgetown, there's a, in that house, there's a room that has twin beds in it and there's a mirror. We don't do mirrors in this life. Um, but there's something so creepy about this room and I don't want to sleep in it. I don't know. Really? I don't know what it is. Like I was what, telling her last it? night, it has this like weird, like, I feel like there's another presence in the room oh, when I sleep. And uh, it's like, I, I, I don't yeah. know. It's like, I just don't yeah. want to be anywhere near that room. Even if I'm sitting up reading, I feel like there's yeah. something else there, like yeah. a heavy feeling kind of. Yeah. And I went to college at a Montevallo, which is a small liberal arts college in Alabama. And it's like known for being haunted. There was a, a ghost story where I don't know. I don't know if you know this or ever saw it, but on the front of the dorm, the women's dorm, um, basically there was a girl years and years and years ago who she got caught on fire and her hair lit up in, on fire, her face, everything. And that impression of her face and hair on fire is like on the door of this main um, dorm room or dorm. And every time this door is replaced, that image is still on the door. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've seen it with my own eyes. It's mm -hmm. absolutely terrifying. It sort of looks like mama from that movie. It came out a couple years ago. Absolutely terrifying. So very rich history there. Alabama oh, yeah. is super like loaded with just like. We are loaded. Oh, we're loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just crawling with ghosts. And to be in the Bible Belt, you know, we just don't talk about them. We, we, uh, we live right. with the ghosts. But we live we, with we the ghosts. Don't, we we, we just do. don't talk about it. <laughs> so um, what's next? Like what, what books do you have coming out? Uh, I have a new book that's just come out. Uh, it's number nine in the Matthew Corbett series. That is called Seven Shades of Evil. Right. And it's seven, uh, actually eight short stories. Uh, you say actually it's eight, it's well, eight shades well, of evil. Well, I did, yeah, I know, but eight, eight shades of evil. It doesn't sound as well as seven shades of evil. That's anyway, true. when I finished the seven stories, I realized there was one character I'd left out. Ah. And I wanted to include that character. So I included the character now. So it's eight stories, but actually it's still titled Seven Shades nice. of Evil. 
That's cool, though. So anyway, next is uh, the last book of the Matthew series called Leviathan. And I'm working on that now. That's so cool. And so I have, I have, you know, I've been thinking about what am I going to do next? I got about three or four things I'm kind of mulling over what I'm going to do next. And, but they're all going to be very different from the Matthew series. Really cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very different. So what, like, what would you, cause I know a Leviathan is like an underwater sea creature. Sure. Essentially. Sure. <laughs> sure. What would you, how would you describe a Leviathan? Or is that going to get, is that going to give away the whole story? How would I describe a Leviathan? How, like, what, I, what would you, give away. But, uh, I would give, I would give it away. I okay. can't do, but you, you know, I have used for whatever reason and probably people who, who follow me know this, know this, know why I do this. I use the word Leviathan in every, every book, you know, right? because I had a situation with an editor who, who, <laughs> oh my gosh, who did not know the meaning of the word Leviathan, asked me what it meant. Right. And this was in New York. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But but I was so knocked out by that. And right. so knocked out by this person who didn't know the meaning of this word that it, I think, you know, I'm going to put that word in every yeah. book. Right. And so now it's the title. And it, and it does have a meaning. It has right. a very important meaning, you know. So. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. So my question for you is, I've never asked you this and I've always wanted to, or I've not always wanted to, but I just thought about this recently. So you have the Matthew Corbett series, but the first one is it was basically written as a standalone book. So how did you do the standalone and then years later go back and well, bond with the character again? Um, you know, it was a thing where, in, in fact, that same editor wanted me to have just a standalone book and it wasn't going to be right. a series. But after I finished the book, I really, really liked the character. And he was uh, at the end of uh, Speaks of Nightbird, he's on his way back to New York. Right. And I kind of devised a reason for him to be going back to New York. And it's a very important right. reason to be going back to New York because it's to take really revenge on someone in New York or, or, or to see justice done. Let's put it that way in New York. Um, so I thought, you know what? This I can come up with a story arc that connects all these books. Right. Each book kind of, each book stands on its own. Right. right. But there's a story arc that connects them all, them all, That's cool. you know? Yeah. So I thought I, I really, and I, and I enjoy living in the, I enjoy my research of the, mm -hmm. of the period. I enjoy everything to do with the colonial period. And so that was just kind of, uh, you know, right up, right up my alley, That's so you cool. know, my, my cup of tea. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That's it just your, happened. Your niche. My niche. It just happened. That's so but, cool. you know, but again, when I finished this next book, Leviathan, I will be saying goodbye to Matthew and, and moving That's on with other things. Wild. How do yeah. you, do you feel, I mean, I, I, cause I, I've, I've, I've never written anything before. Do well, you, do you feel sad or you it's relieved? A, it's a double-edged sword because okay. I'm, I'm glad to be finishing because it's time. I've, yeah. I've worked on the books for a series for a long time. It's time to finish it up. Right. And, and people are waiting for it to finish. Right. Right. But yet it's like, you know, I, I know these people and I've lived in this era for such a long time and my, I've loved the research. Uh, and I've learned a lot about the era. Right. And, and I'm going to miss that. Right. You know, I'm going to miss that. But again, I'll be doing research on something else too. Uh, yeah. Here. So, so, and I enjoy that. I enjoy doing That's research really cool. on things. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I was going to say, ah, um, what is your favorite movie? What is my, <laughs> what is your favorite movie? My favorite Harvey. The last 10, 10 years. 10 years. Oh gosh. Yeah. So that's a difficult question. That is a difficult question because as far as you horror have, films. You have to think about what all you've seen so, and you think about why. Ten years ago it was 2013, which is insanity. Um, 
I would say Midsummer. I really enjoy oh, that movie. That's Midsummer. a really, really good movie. Yeah, Midsummer. Um, but I don't know. Like, and, and, and why do you think Midsummer? Why did you like that so much? Because I, mean, I, I liked it also. But right, you, but it has that feeling of seclusion. Like I feel like that's something that we we fear as humans is the idea of seclusion. And I feel like that um, it really it, it basically you go to an area where nobody really speaks your language. Nobody right, really, right. and so you feel you're right. almost smothered. Well, it's almost like desolation, too, yes, because, yes. because not only is the lead character in this group of people who are strange and right. trying to fit in, but then she has a problem with her, with her boyfriend, right. so she's she's desolate in, in a number of ways right. and looking for an attachment, looking right. for something to be attached to or someone to be attached to. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's an excellent right. Now, I will say, I saw this movie in theaters, and I called my dad afterwards. I was like, you immediately have to go see this yes, movie. I, and he was like, well, can we go together? And I went, we absolutely did. not. Did we we that did together? not we see did that, that together. together. Absolutely not. I thought we did. Because well, okay. the weird stuff at the okay. end. Um, what, how did you even get published? Like, how? what What started you, like, because like, I know this was the 80s. So this was, this was the, No, this the, is the 70s. The 70s. It was 77. Uh, was, was Jesus still alive? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to say yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Real, real, real like that. <laughs> um, uh, 1977. And uh, I was working at a, at a newspaper, and I wanted to write stories, and the editor of the paper wouldn't let me write stories, and I'd always written stories as a kid. Grammar school, before grammar school, wrote short stories, and I thought, you know what, I can do this. And, and I, it was a, very much a dead-end job, and I realized I was going to be in that dead-end job for the rest of my life. Right. Because we're working on the copy desk, and it was a dead-end job. Right. And I thought, i got to try it. So, so the first novel I ever wrote um, sold. Right. Which amazed me. And so did you just, so how did it work? Did you just, like, pack it up and send it? No, no, I, I had to find an agent. Okay. I, I did. I think I, you know what I found just recently? I found, I found the original letter that I sent a publisher before I got an agent. I sent, a, I found the original letter written in cursive that I, that I sent to somebody. And I guess they sent it back to me when they, oh when God. they, when they rejected it. Yeah. They sent the letter back to me. How funny. And it's written like on, on lined school paper. Like it's like it's like Miss, you know, you know, would you please look at my novel and tell me what she's like? And I think, of course, they rejected it, but they sent the letter back to me, and I found that the other day. That's crazy that you still have I it. I know that was from about 1976, I would think. That's so crazy. So what? So did you? Because I know you wrote your first novel, but before that, had you written like a full-length novel that you never submitted anywhere? Uh, I wrote uh, some. I, no, not really. That not that okay. I tried to submit, but I. I played around in college writing like a spy novel and some stuff right. and mystery stuff. But they were, but they were not to be submitted. They were just, right. they were just to learn. Right. It was right. a learning experience. It right. was just for me to learn how to do this. Right. You know? But I didn't realize I was learning how to do it because I thought I was going to be a newspaper reporter. There you go. I, I, I didn't, I had no idea. I was what even be, is that nowadays? You know, that, that's that's even, sad though. That's not even something, anything, mm -mm. is it? But so I thought I would do that. Maybe I would be a foreign correspondent in another country. Right. Like, that would be fun. That would be cool. Maybe. So basically yeah. a detective. Basically a detective. <laughs> so, so um, uh, you know, I didn't plan to be a published author. It just right. happened. Right. And it just, it just kept happening. <laughs> it kept happening. <laughs> and I think that's, it's so interesting because I have a friend who's an actor and it's like, 
you know, when people are like, well, how do you get into acting or how do you get into writing? And it's kind of like, it's almost like the luck of the draw. Like you just try oh, and is. like, you know, I mean, you could be a really talented writer and never go anywhere. Exactly it just, why. it's just like, exactly. it just depends. And I think people don't understand, like, you know, like my, with my friend, who's the actor, people are always like, well, how do you get into acting? And it's like, I mean, you have to look a certain way. You have to whatever, whatever. And with writing, it's just kind of like, just on a whim. And well, I, you know, I was writing and uh, what I was writing just happened to be what they wanted at the time. Right. It was right. about the Antichrist and the kind of the right. getting into the world, you know, and it was what they were looking for. <laughs> I love how you said that. Like, well, it was about the Antichrist. It was about the Antichrist. Down that Southern. No. Oh, I didn't sound that Southern. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott. Oh I my God! Except <laughs> you or me. No, I tell you what. I tell you what drives me crazy. So in the South, we there are certain words that we say that are different from how people in different parts of the country say words. Obviously, that's no new. That's no new thing. No. But there's a girl that I know that says "hara" instead of "hara." Oh yes. And I don't know why, but that just makes my head completely spin around. So Linda H -O -H -O -R -R -A -H. Blair. H o r r a h. Hara. H O R R A H, right? Yeah, that Hara. makes me think of like an old, like black and white movie of a woman going, Hara. Betty like, Davis. Yeah, Betty Davis going, the Hara of it all. The Hara of it all. The Hara of it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, well, back to your, uh, back to your question about, about how you get into writing. Right. It is very much a luck thing, right. too. Right. Because there are many, many people who are really, really are good writers. They keep trying, they get frustrated. And but the thing is, though, do you, do you have, and it sounds, this is cliche, but you, you have to have kind of what it takes right. to be able to keep going, right. even though you get rejected and then you get rejected, right. you know, because my first book and uh, many short stories I tried, I tried, I wrote and tried to get published were all right. rejected, you know, right. but you, I just kept going, kept going, right. kept going. I realized there's a lot I need to learn, but then again, uh, it, it was luck because it was what the publisher was looking for. Exactly. At the time. So exactly. it is that, you know. Well, and I have a friend named Andy who's actually a fan of yours, and he lives in England. He lives in Liverpool. Like, that is the most English thing ever. Like, so cool. I, I sent him voice messages so just so I can hear his voice back because it's, he's British. He's so cool. Um, and he just um, published one of, his, one of his, his new novel. It's his first ever one. And so he's really happy about that. And he's just putting it out there and putting it out there. So I think the more you put it out there, because even me with just this podcast, like, I don't know anything and I'm just like putting it out and see where, see where it takes me. And you know, it's like doing yeah. things for you and just like making yeah. things happen along the way. Right. Um, right. I was going to ask you one thing. Oh yes. So my dad wrote one of his Matthew characters um, is named Mr. Slaughter. Right. And Mr. Slaughter was. Todd Slaughter. Todd who was Slaughter. the Bela Lugosi Boris Karloff of England in the 19. 30s. Right. A a massive talent. Always played the brutal killer. Terrifying you know, looking. Terrifying Small killer. guy though, really, wasn't Small he? Small guy. Terrifying killer. And now he's being discovered because I don't know if did I tell you there's a you there's a Blu-ray. Yes. There's a Blu-ray set mm -hmm. out of his, all his mm -hmm. movies. They've been they've been remastered, you know, and they look great. Right. So he's being, you know, so but he did he did the original um um Sweeney Todd. Right. Right. right, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Demon Barber of Fleet yeah. Street. He did, uh, I think, almost a thousand performances of Sweeney Todd on the stage. Oh my gosh! I did not know that. And he and he and he died as as an older man after one of those performances. Oh my god! 
gosh. He, he died soon after. Because he wasn't that old, I don't think, he, was he? I, I don't know how old he was when he died, but but uh, I think he passed away in the dressing room. After, oh, my God. But, but see, that was for, for a thespian, for somebody right. who... That's show business, baby. Know, like, but I love it because because you know he would he would do he was such a such a an actor. I yes, I don't want to say ham, but you know he's very so, theatrical, very, very theatrical. Oh, a little like flamboyant in a way. Oh yeah, flamboyant over the top. And, yes, and he did the thing with the razor, and it was like, you know, he said, oh, you know, uh, uh, black beards, brown beards, blonde beards, red beards. I cut them all off. I I polished, polished them, them all off. off. I polished them all off, and then he looks at the camera and he says. And I'd like to polish you off. You know, it was so fantastic. <laughs> and I remember, right. and there's this one that my dad made me, again, part of the scary stuff in my life when I was a kid, made me watch the opening scene of uh, Stephen, what was it called? Stephen such and such, the spine breaker. The spine breaker, yes. The spine breaker. Yeah. Stephen. Stephen. I forget the something. name. I forget the name. But it starts. That's, to... where, that's where he, <laughs> the first scene is he breaks the spine of a little boy. Yeah, yes. right? he does. He does. Mm -hmm. He's in a garden. It's terrible. He's in a garden at night, whatever. He's, oh, he's casing the house. I think he's going to break the it, house. Uh, yeah. And so the little boy says, "You know, get out of the garden. You know, we don't, we don't want any tramps like you." And he, and he says, "He says that we don't want any tramps like says, you." He says, "Oh, I have something for you. This is so weird. I can't remember what it was. a parallel." It says parallel, like parallel, parallelogram. You'll like have to look it up and tell me what he says. Have something for you. And the little kid comes over, and then of course it doesn't show. But then you, and you, you hear. hear well, you hear a crunch. Too. You, do. you hear a crunch, then you hear this weird scream. <laughs> yeah, that. so that's pretty. That's it's pretty terrifying. cool. I mean, that's something though that that the first scene you kill yes. you kill a little boy. Yes. Who probably was what eight years old, maybe or thereabouts. Yes. You kill a little boy. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> well, and then so my dad and I um, in the past have gone to a bunch of conventions, like just horror conventions. My dad doesn't go as a guest; he just goes incognito right. as like the man right. next door. Um, so, the fiend next door. And so one time we were there, um, I brought my laptop and we watched, um, there was a show, I guess it was in the sixties called Thriller. When that was called. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not to be confused with Michael Jackson's Thriller, but like sixties Thriller. Boris Karloff is the host. Absolutely terrifying. And there was one episode called Pigeons from Hell. Right. Pigeons and I'm not hell. kidding. It's the opening scene is so scary. Yes. So terrifying. I and I look at my dad, <laughs> I look over at my dad, you know, he's just like rocking back and forth. I look over at my dad and I go, when was the last time you saw, or he, or he kept going, this is so scary. It's so scary. And I was like, when was the last time you saw this? And he goes, oh, I was a little boy. And I was That's like, right. what? That's right. That's right. Oh, oh, and the other one, the Alfred Hitchcock one with the, the nurse. Oh, the nurse one. That's the one. That that's one's, the one that's um, an, un, an, un, an unlocked door. An unlocked, unlocked a window. window. An unlocked, unlocked window. window. That is the scariest with, with, I think it's thing. with Dana Winter, I believe. And the guy in it has a big part, too. The guy who was in the... Who he, is it? He's in the um, what's it called? The oxygen chamber. Oh yeah, he's he was in some big time tent. actor or whatever. So she's at the house, Ugh. at the house uh, at night trying to help him, and he's so in bed. Terrible. And, and the killer is out there on the loose who just kills nurses. He only kills nurses. He only kills nurses. That is. And he scary. says, you hear his voice, oh, and he goes, God, "What scary. a lovely neck you have, Bridget." That is so oh, scary. it's so now scary. That's, that's a good one. But yeah, and then my dad just got his arms folded, and he was like, "Well, I saw this when I was a child." That's exactly right. So it's cool, you know. In in ways, it's fun to be scared because the world is so awful. But there's a difference between like scary stuff and fun stuff and like actual real like world horror. Well, it's a release. It's a release. Yeah. It's a fun release. It's a fun release. And when we go to these cons, everybody there is having fun. Oh, I know. It's a fun oh, thing. Oh my gosh. It's it's great fun. You know. Well, and um, I 
wanted to tell this story too. When I was a little girl, I, I again, I hated teeth and I was terrified of like gorillas um, as one is when they're a child. And the fair came to town, which I feel like this was like a fever dream. The state fair. Uh, the state fair. So yes. this is part of the time where I think I was having an asthma attack and the oxygen wasn't really working right in my brain. Um, so we get there and the first thing we see is come one, come all gorilla girl. Huge sign. Huge sign. I still can Giant see it in sign. my head. And I'm like freaking the <laughs> hell out. Like freaking out. And my parents are both just like, oh my God, you're going to be okay. And so he goes, my dad, you know, my dad, like when I was a little kid and scared of the Haunted Mansion, there's a picture of him like oh pushing me, like pushing me towards that the Haunted was... Mansion. And I'm like oh, so upset. Lady. Anyway, those were the good old days. But well, we're going to come back to that. Oh, oh, okay. Keep going though. But um, so it so gorilla girl, come on, come all. Like, and my dad was like, "You want to go over there? You want to go over there?" And I was like, "Heck!" I no. never said that. Never said that. I, I wish I could polish you, you off. I never tried to push you to go see the gorilla. <laughs> That's girl. not true. So then I look at my parents, oh, and I'm man. I don't know how old I was. I look at my parents, just deadpan, and I go, "Does she chase you around?" She, she does. I'm sure she did. It, it's on YouTube. There's, there's a. No. I, I showed you. I said that to you. The thing is, the gorilla girl when she changes to a gorilla, and the guy says, the, the guy says, "Watch out now, watch out." And then she like breaks that. out of the cage. She breaks out of her cage and, and gets in the in the and everybody starts run. That's part of the show. I don't like it. I don't. That's part of the show. I'll all right, to go back to Haunted Mansion. No, I got to say this one thing. Right. At the same freaking fair, I remember I got on this kitty roller coaster. Oh, yeah. And I hated it. And it went on for like 12 hours, it felt like. And the whole time I'm like trying to hang on and I'm like waving to my parents because I'm like, please get me off this thing. And, <laughs> and, and tell, and tell, the, tell <laughs> the truth. I was laughing, Mandy. I was laughing hysterically because you, you were trying to get off. And I was like, keep going. We're going to keep, keep her going. on there. Keep no. going. Keep her on there for at least another 15 minutes. <laughs> Again. Is that right? Is no. That right? No. And so I get All off. Right. I get off. And my parents look at me and they go. Well, you were just so into it. You kept like raising your arms and everything. And I'm like, no, I was waving at you to get me the heck off. Oh, this thing. we didn't realize that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Haunted so back mansion. to the haunted mansion. Haunted mansion. You did not want to go to the haunted no. mansion. You 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 made a big scowling mess. I made a you, big stink you, about you, it. You, did. you were you were like, I'm not <laughs> so I said, Come on, let's go. Let's go get another haunted mansion. And I remember you ran. I ran. You, you ran to the other side of the gate. I Remember did. the gate? I did. And you were hanging on the gate, and I said, "Look and I at said, the people coming out of here." Exactly. That's what exactly what I said. I said, "Look at that." I said, "Do you see anybody crying? crying? <laughs> Do you see anybody? Do you see anybody crying as they come out of there?" <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> "You had this face. Oh you had this face of like, you know, granite." Yes. And he was scowling his face. And then, <laughs> it was like, how did how did you even get in there? How do how did how do you we get you in there? I didn't go the first time. No, I know you but when did you go and how and why did you go? Because I wanted to go the next time we went. Gee, but that first time though, man. I was just scared of stuff. Was, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened but, to me. But that was one became one of your favorite places. It's my right? favorite ride, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um every time I go. I go on that ride, but my dad, we went on the Tower of Terror when I was. Oh five. my gosh! And he thought he I'm was like that. stroking out. I'm not. I didn't like that one. That it's was scary because I mean, you know, it drops and all like, that I stuff. I felt like something was going on with the top of my head. It was like you know, weird. Ew. Something was weird. Absolutely. You know. That was scary, but it was well done. Well done ride. 
scary. We've we've had a lot of scary encounters. We, have, we, have we some... uh, went to one convention and we uh, ran into this this person came up to us dressed as a horse. Dressed as a horse. And I'm not kidding. And, well, and it, he, well he, he was dressed as a man, except he had the horse mask on. Yes, but it wasn't like a horse mask that you get at like no. Spirit. It was like no. a handmade horse mask. It was mask. like a yes, I know. And I we're know. just sitting there and he hands us, I still have it. He hands us this pamphlet. You still have that? I still have it somewhere. Okay. And it was called like the fake horse or something. And he never spoke. And I will never, never forget spoke. that until the day I die. Well, that's a very weird pamphlet because it's just it's got some it's weird stuff strange. in it. But I just remember. Because he's in love with a horse, you know. Mm -hmm. As one is. But um, no, we've been all over. We've been to, we've been to Lexington. We've been to um, Ohio. We've been all over. Yeah. So it's yep. been. It's Louisville. Been a, Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a and, uh, it's been a good run. <laughs> Indianapolis, that's yeah. that's one of my favorites. Indianapolis, super fun. Indianapolis Horror is Hound. a really cool place. Horror Hound is great. I just got back from about a month ago. I went to um, Halloween forty five. That was fun in Pasadena. That was yep. really cool. We got to do the tour of the uh -huh. of like the the Halloween houses and like even the Rob Zombie houses in that same area. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. It was like this is so cool. It's cool. So really really cool stuff. Um, I'm going to ask, I usually ask little fun questions towards the end. Um, not that the ones I just already asked you were fun. I know, fun. they were not fun. Um, what horror movie character do you identify the most? And I feel like you're going to say Bobo from, from Pit and the Pendulum or whatever his name is. Nicholas. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Yes. Pit and the Pendulum is one of my favorite movies of all those. Roger Corman, Big Round Poe. I... If I, I don't really think I identify with anybody, but I since we mentioned uh, haunting the mm -hmm. Hill House, the the um, the parapsychologist, yes, there, mm -hmm. who is interested, he he's interested in what's going on in Hill House, but he wants to find is there is there is there a logical explanation for this? Right. So he's researching this, and I think that's this is cool. He's a cool character. Because he's he's rooted in reality, right? But he's open also to the idea that there's something going on, right? Because you know, there's one scene where where he comes out and he and Russ Hamlin character come out, yes. And they've come out of the room because they've heard something like a dog run past the hallway, and, yes, and, and take them outside, <laughs> yes. and they and they run, and he realizes, and the guy realizes, he says, you know what? Whatever's here, it wanted us to go out of the house, right? Could, to leave the two women in the right. room alone, basically, right? Right. right? So, so I think, because I, I want to, I have an open mind. Right. I'm logical about these things, but I have an open mind about it. Right. Right. And so that, yeah. And I think it's important for people to know just in, in, in my, you know, like whether, whatever you believe in, like spiritually or whatever, like it's important to like, just open your mind, like, like yep. not to like, not to be like haunted. That's not what I mean. But like, you know, the more you open your mind, the more you learn, the more Absolutely you learn about yourself, right. the more you learn about the world. And sure. it's, it's really I've only done that a couple of like as an adult basically. And you just really, you, you learn your, about yourself. You learn about people. You learn about like what you truly believe. Um, and it's, it's been a, it's been a ride. It's yep. been, it's been a good, good, good little ride. Um, I would say that for me, I, um, associate myself with, um, Dewey from Scream. Okay. And why is that? Because, no, actually, not really. Actually, I would say that I'm more of Randy from Scream, the one that's into the movies, because although he died in the second one, I feel like, well, sorry, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but 
he knew all about horror movies. He knew how to get out. He knew like all the rules of horror. And I feel like, and he said his, his, he said the scariest movie he's ever seen is Showgirls. And I would agree go. with that wholeheartedly. There you go. Wholeheartedly. There you go. Now, audience, let me ask you a question. Wouldn't she be great? She doesn't want to do this. She's, I don't. She's going to get mad at me for even approaching this. But wouldn't she be great doing a blog just on horror movies and talking about, you know, all sorts of horror movies from the from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, whatever? Wouldn't she be great? Please let her know. But see, she don't want to do it. No. She don't want to do it. Well, okay. But anyway. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what would you say? So you also are a avid like cocktail maker. Um, that's yes. something you really enjoy I'm doing. A mixologist. Um, <laughs> that is what it's called. Well, okay. Um, oh, Lord. What would you say is like the coolest drink that you've ever made, if you can remember? Uh, I made a. Oh, I had uh, I had green cream to mint, and I had. Um, some ginger and this is all stuff that was kind of left over right you know, the ginger liqueur oh yum i had little pineapple juice i had some uh orange bitters and i decided to mix all those together and see what i would come up with and it actually came out it took me about three or four times yeah. to, to make sure that that the, that the uh, portions were correct right. to taste it good but i came up with a pretty good drink that sounds so good. Very vividly green. I want to call it like the green lagoon or something. Very you know? cool. Very cool. But my thing is, my thing is, is mostly citrus drinks. So I'm, yes. I'm a big mixologist in the summer. Yes. Because I can make a lot of citrus drinks in, right. the, in the summer. Because it's hard yeah. to do that kind of, because I feel like fall drinks have that almost like that nutmeggy kind of Nut, Nutmeggy or, or a lot of, of uh, bourbon, bourbon, scotch, mm -hmm. you know, heavier, heavier liquor. Heavier yeah. stuff. Right. Um, well, we're about to wrap up. Is there, do you have any questions for me or any, any final thoughts? Well, my, my question for you is, uh, how many books of mine have you read? I've read two of them. <laughs> I've read two of them. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, but you enjoyed what you read. I did in Usher. Oh, you read Usher's and you read? Boy's Life. Boy's Life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the ones that matter. Right. I heard they're the, the ones that matter. <laughs> Those are the two best ones. No. All right. Also, uh, final thought is uh, at one point, my dad and I would watch a scary movie and I would go to the bathroom and I'd come out and he'd like chase oh, me around the house. Oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> Listen, how did you... Y'all, after why, this, he's going to chase me around the house. I'm not going house. to. Why do you look? He's looking at me weird I, like he's going to chase me around the house. I'm not like a killer. You, you know, and when, he, and when he said... What? The character I identify the most, I was like waiting for him to be like, it's Norman Bates. Like Jack the Ripper or something. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> My name is Sky the Ripper. Thank you for watching and Thank listening you. to the Happy Sad Podcast. <laughs> Follow me. Happy look sad. up look up <laughs> Happy, Happy sad. sad. Lots of sad. Um <laughs> look up Robert McCammon, read all his books, or just read two of them like me. Thanks. <laughs> All right, stay groovy, y'all. Bye. Thank you.